6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, how many times have we said it on this show? All the shows, as a matter of fact, but never a dull moment, moment in politics. And uh, that is certainly uh, the case today. Uh, Aaron O'Toole, you've been hearing about it uh, on the shows and maybe in a newscast, other newscasts uh, over the past 24 hours. Um, O'Toole's leadership going to be put to a vote of Conservative MPs tomorrow. Now, O'Toole is facing a revolt by about one-third of his MPs who aren't happy with the position that he's taken on a number of issues ranging from uh, the carbon tax uh, to banning conversion therapy. Uh, Now, if O'Toole's caucus votes to replace him in this secret ballot tomorrow, there will be a second vote to choose an interim leader of the party. Who is that going to be? Let me know what you think at 780-496-0063. Now, if O'Toole loses the vote, the Conservatives will be plunged into their third leadership contest in six years. Dr. Lydia Miljohn is a political science professor at the University of Windsor, a frequent guest on this show. Lydia, welcome back. Here we go again. Hi, Jalen. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times in Canadian politics. Is it exciting or is it kind of like bouncing your head off the wall going, come on, uh, let's, let's figure this out? Well, you know, I think this is a problem of Aaron O'Toole's own making. I mean, he could have done the honorable thing back in the fall when mm. he didn't do what he had promised to do for the party. I mean, let's remember, he was he was the guy who campaigned on, you know, the leadership should be true blue conservative, and he promised the party that he was going to bring in Ontario. He was going to bring in that vote-rich Toronto area. He failed to do so. And so I thought at the time of the election is when he should have stepped down. Now, he was able to withstand the, the calls for his, his resignation then, but he hasn't improved his fortunes in any way since then. In fact, he's the only federal leader who has lost popular support since the election campaign um and you know he's running against people you know named justin trudeau but you know even though trudeau is not popular and we certainly see that with the protest aaron o'toole is even less popular why why is that is it is it that flip-flopping on the true blue um uh conservatives conservatism that we saw during the the election campaign or has he just not been able to make that connect I think it's a little bit of, of all of it. I think, you know, in the campaign itself, he did, he was able to connect with Canadians. His own problem is himself, and he gets in, the, in front of his own policy positions. You know, w- w- the problem for conservatives that they always have to be mindful of is that if they want to go for the centre, they run the risk of being accused of having a hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't serve them any any favors if they keep on flip-flopping on their policy positions. You know, if they're going to run a true blue conservative, then be a true blue conservative. Don't cave the second somebody um, questions your policies. And and that's really what Aaron O'Toole did both during the campaign, but since the campaign. And I think last week was was really instructive. At the beginning of the week, he said it wasn't his job as opposition leader to meet with protesters. By the end of the week, he's meeting with protesters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's after he had the caucus, you know, retreat that's after they heard you know from you know what what wrong with the the political Mm -hmm. campaign and and i think that party members are listening to their to their electorate but they also know that if they don't do something now and this drags out to what august 2023 for a leadership review they will be in an even worse position to fight the liberal so what what does this mean then for the conservative party of canada um o'toole last night uh you've probably seen the tweets he said you know that he Mm -hmm. will accept the result of the vote but he said there are two 
two roads open to the party. One is the road of uh, the likes of uh, Randy Hillier and Derek Sloan, angry, negative, and extreme, a dead end, he called that. The other, he says, is a road better uh, reflective of Canada in 2022 to recognize conservatism is organic, not static. Uh, the winning message he's saying is inclusion, optimism, ideas, and hope. Uh, where does the party go from here? Well, I think that is really one of those, you know, scorched earth <laughs> statements. I mean, he's basically saying either you pick me or I'm going to slam this party. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the, the, you know, the two paths, they've already been taken. And, and the path for the negativity and, and the extreme views has been p- picked up by Maxime Bernier and the People's Party. I think that those you know his his messages are resonating with that group but you know for the conservatives he's he's making it sound like there is a choice to be made people have already made that choice and and the question for the party and forever's going to lead them is how do they craft a sort of a compassionate conservatism you know Aaron O'Toole tried but again the problem was he wasn't consistent um so perhaps somebody else can be more consistent and you know they've got a lot of opportunities they're they're certainly the liberals aren't that popular they're Mm -hmm. just able to to stay in power because there is a split on the right with the People's Party. I mean, the People's Party doesn't get votes, but they take votes away for the Conservatives. But the Conservatives have a lot of opportunities. I mean, we have some pretty major challenges, and, and especially on fiscal issues, Conservatives tend to have more credibility than other political parties. So if they found somebody that would really focus on those core economic issues that matter, you know, the bread and butter issues that matter to people, they probably could find uh, a winning coalition out there. But right now, when they're just focused on infighting and Mm -hmm. and figuring out the leader, that becomes a story and it's much more difficult to focus on your policy propositions for Canadians. You're talking about uh, the fiscal side of it and, uh, you know, the money side of it. Obviously, the social side has got to be paid attention to as well. And I think the Conservatives have have struggled a little bit on that front. They're they're trying trying they say you know big tent want to welcome more in um is is that um an area in the party that you see that is is causing some fracture you know that's always been a tension for conservatives is how do you balance you know the social conservatives with the fiscal conservatives and the last person who was able to do that quite well was in fact Stephen Harper now he did that by not talking about the social issues very much and and a lot of social conservatives were upset with him but nonetheless he was able to over a long period of time you know bring some bring you know he did bring in a majority government you know, so you need you need someone like that who's really strong. And you know, I think that there have been a lot of comparisons with with Harper lately. And the the biggest one is that really he had message control. He he didn't falter. He didn't backtrack. He knew what the policies were for the party. And I think in this last election campaign, they they had it almost right, but they were really opened up some doors to criticism. And I think that you know, one was the vaccine mandate. They really didn't they didn't see that one coming. Um, but more importantly, they didn't have a really strong law and order policy to counteract the Liberals' narrative with respect to the assault um, gun bans. And that's where O'Toole lost, essentially, Toronto. Lydia, do you think that um, that the Conservative Party could be split again? I mean, you know, we, we, you, you touched on, on, on Bernier and what he's doing over there, but with who is there right now under the, under the CPC, do you think that that could split again? 
You know, a lot depends on who who is going to be the next leader. I mean, I, I haven't asked, but I'll tell you my prediction. I don't think O'Toole is going to survive this. And if he does, it'll be a very weakened party. Mm-hmm. Is, there's too many divisions within it. He's not the person to unite the party. And let's remember, he, he barely got in. Same with Andrew Scheer. They, they both were squeakers. You know, yeah. they, 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 weren't, they weren't the first choice, let's just say, of the party. So that's one of the things that they have to focus on is that who is someone that, that, that more than 50% can rally around. Now, Pierre Polyev is making a lot of noise uh-huh. and he's certainly positioning himself, but I think there's some other interesting people that are maybe newer to the to the party. Um, someone like Leslie Lewis. Yeah. Now, Leslie Lewis is interesting because, yeah. you know, for one thing, they've got diversity there, which it, it, it is a different representational look for the for the party mm-hmm. to have a black woman it would be it would really send a, a very strong message but she is a strong social conservative and so that's somebody who could who would have credibility on that air on that side of things now the question is can she sell to the rest of the country and does she have enough um fiscal I, for me it's like it's really is the economic policy can yeah. she deliver on jobs and and lowering inflation i think that's sort of the, the issue that people want but there's other really some some really interesting up-and-comers like Melissa Lassman, who who is just doing exceptionally well. She's a rookie MP, but boy, she's she just presents very well, is very sharp, and so that would be a completely different um, direction again for the party. Uh, before I let you go, your your original roots are, are here in in Alberta, and uh, we, we were talking this morning as we were discussing what what's happening with the party, and we were talking about conservatism. Do, do you think that conservatism? Do you think conservatives view them? I'm sorry. Do you think conservatives in Alberta view themselves differently? Their brand of conservatism different than the rest of the country. The conservatives in the rest of the country. You know, no. I mean, I've sort of, sort of been on the the outer edges of of the sort of conservative. I've never been part, sort of part of the party, but certainly the conservative movement I've been mm-hmm. part of. And I don't see a lot of differences. I, you know, when I go to conferences um, and I and I converse with conservatives on, uh, you know, whether they're in southwestern Ontario where I live or you know Calgary, lots of similarities. Yeah. Um, and there's and the thing about conservatives is that there is a, a you know it is a big tent. There is a lot of difference diversity of views and I think you know we usually focus on the the social versus the fiscal yeah. but there's also the you know the difference between people who are really strongly devout and those who are family oriented and uh, but but you know if you go to conferences such as Civitas for example you get a better flavor of it and there's debates within conservative movement and people can get along it just seems when we're when they're looking for power um, things tend to disintegrate but as a as an organ as a sort of a, a philosophy or way of thinking um, there's a lot of diversity and I don't see it any different than when I lived in Vancouver from where I lived in Calgary for you know from where I'm now in Ontario the conservatives tend to be um, have a lot of the same sort of core value. Uh, Lydia Miljean joining me this afternoon always appreciate your time in our conversations thanks for this. My pleasure, Jalen. Yeah, take care. Dr. Lydia Miljohn joining us this afternoon. She's a poli-sci prof at the University of, of Windsor. Let me know what you think. It's 780-496-0063. Where does the Conservative Party, the Federal Conservative Party, need to go from here? Who are you looking at? If Aaron O'Toole doesn't survive this vote, and uh, by all accounts, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough one for him to do, who, who needs to be at the head of the Federal Party?